are here. We are queer. Get used to it. But you're not, you're not, well, you're odd. You're not queer. I'm queer meaning odd, but I'm, no, I'm not queer. I'm, I'm, I identify. You you tried kissing a girl once. I've done more than kiss a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I've been with a few women in my life. Oh my goodness. I've just never had a relationship with a woman. It was always sexual. Yeah. And it was always because there was a man involved. Ah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, there was one time where it was just myself and another woman. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it at the time, but I realized that something was missing for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I'm queer in the sense that, you know, I, I'm open to, or I was open to anything and anyone, any color, any race, any credo. Well, I think that's an interesting point you bring up because when you think about the gay aesthetic, I don't think it has to do with... Uh, I don't think it has to do with sexuality. I think it has to do with thinking outside the box. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, years ago, I, uh, well, actually, recently I interviewed Andy Cohen about his book, Superficial. And uh, I asked him about the network he was on when I uh, first met him. I actually met him years ago. But when I really got to know him, he was on a network called Trio. I remember with Lauren Zelaznik, yes. didn't she? She was our executive producer or uh, the one who commissioned the show when we were on VH1. Yes, exactly. And uh, they were at Trio, which had this eclectic uh, lineup of shows that were really intellectual, but also quirky and fun yeah. and everything that you and I would love. Like right. they ran a block of of cop rock, oh, the 1990 Stephen Bochco mm-hmm. musical cop show mm-hmm. with Kathleen Will Hoyt. Which was everybody's punchline. On every yes. news show. Because every- it was a big flop. Because yes. it cost a lot. For each sure. each episode cost so much money to make Cop Rock. Yep. Look it up. Um, and it was, it was a musical. Yes. Cop show. Yes. Uh, exactly anyway, they, they, they did a series of shows called um, uh, Brilliant But Cancelled. Uh-huh. And that was part of that series. What? Anyway, my point is that Trio had the gay aesthetic, which was... It's, it's kind of queer. Left from center. Correct. Which was... Trio was the pre... Pre-Bravo. Yes, Pre-Cum Bravo. Right, because Bravo had been the arts and entertainment section. Correct. It was or was Trio that? I, no, Trio was the one where you'd see orchestras, blah, blah, yes. blah, and then they started moving right. a little to left of center. Yeah. And then it became the predecessor, right? That's the first one, uh-huh. to, to Bravo. Bravo. Correct. Because that's when those those guys moved over to Bravo or yeah. whatever it was. I don't remember. But um, that's the gay aesthetic. That, you know, And now the, gay, the real gay aesthetic is in, throughout pop culture. You yes, know? yes. But I mean, the gay aesthetic's been going on in pop culture forever. The difference yeah. is with evolution and social media and computers even. Let's take social media out of mm-hmm. it. Computers even, it's become more relevant and prevalent and in your face because we're able to. But think yeah. of Andy Warhol and pop culture back then. Like, the gay aesthetic's always existed in yeah. pop culture. It's just now the masses. Um, more mainstream, though not mainstream, but more mainstream than it's ever been. Yeah. And um, I think the word queer is an umbrella because I identify as queer um, because I am not the straight, regular, run-of-the-mill, heterosexual, cisgender woman. You mm-hmm. know, I am all of the above and fight for all of Please the explain what cisgender is. So, I've never gotten that. Because it's just a term to say what you are born as. Why cis? Um, what does that stand for? I don't know if it stands for anything. I think it's just, uh, that's a medical term, maybe? I don't know. Uh, the, the definition of it is, uh, 
um, denoting or relating to a person who self-identify, whose self-identity conforms with the gender that corresponds to their biological sex. So if you were, you were a born a male and you identify as a cisgender male, it doesn't make you gay or straight. It makes your identity as identifying with who you were born as. Meaning a transgender is a transgender person. Uh Cisgender person is the person um, they identify with. So is the the opposite of trans? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's an easy way to put it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So that's exactly what the word means. Yeah. Although, you know, I always identify as Rue. I'm Rue. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it real. And, and you should be Rue. And we are who we are. And, and some people have the need to have a label. Some people fight to not right. have a label. Yeah. So whatever makes you happy, I say, uh-huh. go for it. Right on. I don't care what the hell you call me. I don't care what you, you know, if somebody needs to be they, them, and that's the way they want to identify, then bless. I'll call you right whatever on. you want to be called, you know? Right. I'm glad you cleared that up. There's, um, I think that's what a lot of the, uh, a lot of people um, from the 20th century have an issue with moving forward is that you have to be more conscious. You have to be more mindful of what you say, what you do, because you don't want to, um, you don't want to be unkind. Of or offend, yeah. And you don't want other people to feel uncomfortable. And I'm and I'm all down for that. I yeah. want everybody to feel comfortable and happy. Um, but it is definitely more laborious. Um, you have to think more. And sometimes, a lot of the time, you say things that would never meant to be offensive. Right, it's taken right, it's, it's taken out of context. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. there's all that too. But yeah, because we say things that um, oh, we say that are out of that are, you know out of school, spoken out of school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that are meant just for you and I. Should we call it locker room banter? <laughs> Too soon? I don't know. <laughs> it's oh, true. It's oh, true, honey, though. if people were recording some of the things we've said that You are, and I, but if you want to take it a step further, if they recorded anything said in a drag queen dressing room. Oh, honey. I mean, yeah. but there is a time and a place. The difference is drag queens... Weren't running for president That's and true. you and I aren't, you know, so there is, there is a time and a place and, yeah. and, uh, there is a line too. I think, I think we've, we've said everything there is to say up to the line, but there is a line that doesn't need to be crossed in any conversation, yeah. you know, and there's a limit. There's per- people like you and I and all the Queens that I know and have hung out with for 30 years, um, there's a boundary, but it's pretty hard to reach. It's pretty hard to reach <laughs> because we've felt very comfortable in, uh, mocking, uh, all of tradition. the traditions, yeah. because those traditions have usually um, held us in. Uh, they've they've held us hostage and back, repressed, suppressed, yes. and held us back. I, I I agree. Yeah, that's why drag and the gay culture as a whole. Now, guys, I'm generalizing here. I'm not saying yeah. everybody as a whole mocks the face. Yes, irreverent. Uh, yes, correct. That's what it. That's the freedom of it. Yeah. So taking that away takes away the very being of what it, the derivative, where it came from. Yeah. That's why when you see Bugs Bunny um, in drag and he, and he. Honey, he's a drag queen. He complete drag. When, uh, you know, Elmer Fudd opens a door and Bugs Bunny turns around and puts a hand over his breast and. His private. And it's private Mm -hmm. parts and screams. It's funny because Bugs is. Bugs is pretending. <laughs> the fact that I'm having to describe this Go to ahead, people. Go ahead, say it. Because by the way, Bugs always walks around naked. Yeah, he's, he's naked. Right. He's making fun of our modesty yeah. and the uh, the act of modesty. 
yeah. that we have. Really? So the fact that he's doing it and then he's covering up parts that he doesn't have. <laughs> That's the joke. That's the joke. That's comedy. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so funny. So many people overthink what funny is or what's meant to be. And, and a lot of times things aren't meant to be overthought. Yeah. Just well, be. You know, I tweeted uh, a few weeks ago that um, I said, how will I explain how will I explain Melania to my children? Um, a lot of people came at me and said, you can't have children. And uh, oh, she's, that old she, well, you explain it because she was a model who worked her way up to. And it's like, OK, first, you, these people, they're not getting the joke. No. First of all, the term, the term, how do I explain blank to my children is a right wing term. Correct. That was used to descri- to, to, to to say, um, you know, how do I explain transgenderism? Yeah. All this stuff. Uh, so I'm using their terminology Correct. in a joke form. Yeah, but about... those people that came at you were the very people who were voting for him and not yeah. understanding that they are the alt right. And the funny thing is, which I'm very grateful for, when you said, "How do I explain Botox to my children?" You used my picture, <laughs> which was just glorious. Thank you. Which I responded, you put your hand on your forehead (laughs) and you cover it because you use the cover of the the Diva Rules. Yes, I use the cover of your book where you're holding your forehead. (laughs) Just so you don't see it. No scars here. But that kind of irreverence, a lot of you can't explain it to people because they're they're seeing life on the the superficial, on the surface. surface. They're taking it at face value. Yeah. When when you are queer or queer-minded, you see beyond the surface. You see beyond the facade of things. Correct. And you are able to dissect it, dissect it, deconstruct it, and understand that it is just a facade. The queer generation, the queer community, and again, generalizing, not everybody, is we live in the underbelly. Yeah. So we're, we're in the matrix, right? Am right. I saying that right? Yeah. Where everybody else is outside the matrix. Yes. We've got one foot in the matrix and one foot outside right. of the matrix we at can't, all times. Right. We can't be completely in either way. But you know, we were talking about this last night, uh, you and I, in that we walk a fine line because people who are sweet, sensitive souls have always walked, had one foot, played the game, but also played outside of the game. But there's the, the, um, there's the, the horror and the, uh, possibility of us falling uh on one side or the other i've always i've always felt that if you walk that that line between the matrix and outside of the matrix you also you have to supplement it with a spiritual practice you have to you have to uh supplement your life with you can't just be sarcastic about everything. You also have to acknowledge. That is very true. You have to acknowledge the spiritual side of life. This world we live in is yin yang, black white, male female. It, that's the construct that we're in. Yes. So as a human, as a human machine on this planet, you can do the waka waka waka, but you also have to fortify it with a spiritual life. But most people do not. You realize most people that. do not, and that why that's why those people that are waka waka turn bitter. Yes. And angry. Yes. And they fizzle out. And there's yes. a lot of performers that I can think of already in my head yes. that are headed there, have headed there, have been there and dropped. Yep. And you, when you look at it, you go, oh, my God, now I understand now why. Now you understand because it. Because that sarcasm turns in to bitterness, turns into hate. Well, I've described it I, in one of the albums I have. I have a spoken part where I say um, it's like watching the thorns of a rose 
turning inward on itself. Spiritual. Oh my God. Yes. Sweet, sensitive souls. Um, unless they fortify their existence with a spiritual, I'm talking meditation. I'm talking yoga. I'm talking yeah. a connection to the source. Yes. Whatever the source, source may be for you. Yeah. Um, um, without that, it, it, it does. It, people can very easily turn bitter. That's why, uh, People like Tammy Faye and, and the Pollyanna characters who acknowledge the darkness but choose to see the beauty and the light is the key to this. And it is. It ain't easy. It's not Mm-mm. easy. Mm-mm. It looks easy, yeah. especially to a, 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 some, someone who's sarcastic and who's uh, cynical. It looks like, ah, oh, you, you clearly don't see the, the reality of life. Yeah. Like, oh, no. They absolutely do see it. They've chosen to not put any power there. Yeah. And it happens, uh, not necessarily, let's just not, let's take our business out of it, but it happens so much in everyday life. Mm -hmm. So much. I see so many people around me um, who aren't in the business that it's just like, oh my God, why are you doing this? And when Mm -hmm. I feel myself going there, at least I can feel myself going there and going, what are you doing? Stop, 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 stop. But you have to physically say, stop, 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 stop. Because otherwise you won't, it'll just, and and also it's the, I don't know whose teaching it was of the, I don't know if it's Eckhart or, or Marianne or whoever it was with the stopping to acknowledge that it's there, mm-hmm. seeing it and then go, okay, yeah, move it out. Well, I, you know, here in Los Angeles, there is this phenomenon. Um, we're not even talking about texting and driving. I'm talking about the phenomenon of not stopping at a stop sign. You know, you're driving down the street and you see a car come barreling around the corner um, without stopping at a stop sign. And I think it's indicative of where we are as as humans on this planet right now. There's this over, this, this, oh, this narcissism that everyone is in it for themselves. So and people that, saying they're too good to stop at a stop sign? They're too good or that the rules don't apply to me. Correct. They apply to everyone else except for me. Correct. Well, when Everybody feels that way. We don't have a civilization. No, it's we, called anarchy. It's called anarchy. Yeah. And we have this certain, this narcissism that it's just about you and that the rules don't apply to you. And that me getting this text is the most, is really more important than you behind me who's waiting, who's waiting for the light to change. It's already changed. How many and times I'm have you done? I'm sitting here, hello? Honk your horn. You want me to honk the horn Pull for you? Pull aside. The thing is, it's if everyone behaves that way, and they do. Um, then we have, we don't have a civilization. We have our anarchy. Correct. And it's about being, uh, conscious that you are in, we're all in this together. And I think that, um, I think even the election is, is, uh, a reflection of that. It's not, it's not understanding that we're in this this together. But it goes back to also what you said about collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. If we strive to do better for ourselves, and we make some kind of agreement to come together in a collective consciousness, we can shift the earth back to where it was meant to be. We, we can. can. We can. But see, you know, I, I but believe will we? The, the part of the brain that uh, w- decides I'm not going to stop at this stop sign or that I'm going to take this text on the freeway barreling at uh, 75 miles per hour, that part of the brain is immune to rational thinking. That part of the brain cannot be reasoned with because the ego, it's part of the ego. The ego cannot be reasoned with. Right. So how do we let go? Now, I know listening to Eckhart Tolle is a big thing, you know, with this, but a lot of people don't, won't, can't. 
right? Right. With Eckhart, read his book or listen. Mm -hmm. How does one make the first steps to realize that the ego and the pain body and all these things are not who we are? What's the first step to let it go? The first step to let it go is meditate, quiet, stillness, Uh quiet yourself. And that voice in you will emerge. You have to take time to acknowledge that part of you, the source of where you come from and who you really are. Who you really are is not who it says it on your, your driver's license or your, you know, your marital uh, status. Right. It is, uh, you are an extension of the source. That's the first step. Right. Because so many people think that meditation is just, you know, mumbo jumbo or that, you know. Well, the ego says that. The ego says that the ego does not want to be called out. The ego, think of the movie The Exorcist and the ego being that sort of that demon inside Mm -hmm. of her. Um, That demon cannot hear the truth. Mm -hmm. It cannot hear the truth because it believes that it would be the death of you. Right. So the ego is going to do anything it can to push the the truth away. What's the danger of letting, what's the danger in the conscious and unconscious mind of letting the ego go? Why do we hold on to it? Because it's, our ego is is tied into our identity. Our identity is, um, I'm a a black uh, 50-year-old Republican, well, that doesn't really make sense, does it? (laughs) One at least. There must be some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Protestant, uh, (laughs) whatever. Uh huh. And all of those things. Though that's tied to the ego. Identity is tied to the ego. So, so really, letting go of it is the fear of losing who you are. Fear of dying. Yeah. It's death. But to you, to to the not to physical you. Right. Well, but you are not that your ego. You are not your identity. You are part of the source. So the solution is connecting to that source having a balance you could be all those things that doesn't mean that has to die you just have to have a balance and i think that this world we talk about the world being off its axis right now i think our ego egoic world that we live in is off its balance because Mm. we've put so much energy into the egoic mind i agree and that's why it's off there isn't enough of the spiritual sense because when you connect to the spirit you understand we are, are not separate from one another. We're no, connected. We're all, yeah, all so connected. when I'm taking my doing my taxes at the stoplight uh, on my cell phone, and I someone behind me has to honk to remind me, uh, <laughs> you're in traffic, and you're we're driving. all doing this together. You're behind here. a wheel. Yeah, and I got shit to do too. Yeah. You know, don't you know y- y- your shit ain't more important than my shit. I got to get there. Right. Um, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. It's just really interesting because I see the younger generation struggle with that living in the now moment situation Mm -hmm. because it's not, it's not ever there. And, and it would be something really great to teach children or to have an option. I don't know if we can do it. You know, know. that Louis C.K. thing we talked about his cell phones with his, his girls, you know, uh, that they, they can't lift their head up from them or that he didn't want to give his daughters, uh, cell phones. I have it written down somewhere here, but he basically said, we don't want to face the god-awful truth that we'd actually have to be in this moment with ourselves because uh, we'd ha- having to face ourselves mm-hmm. and having to um, uh, spend any time with ourselves and realize and say out loud, I friggin' hate all of this. But I hate my life. But that's the first step to deconstructing the 
bad stuff that we need to get rid of. That's the first step. This is the first. Can we do it though? I don't it's, know. It, no, I'm going to say no because it's such yeah. hard work. Yeah. That's what years of therapy has helped you do. And I haven't even scratched the surface in years of therapy of doing, of getting to the point where I have to look at my own life and go, oh my God, yeah. I hate what you've become. Now let's rebuild. But it is possible. Well, it is possible. I believe, and we're going to take a break, but I believe that all of this has probably got to be torn down first for any of that uh, to change. Agreed. You agreed. Know, I'm with you. And that's probably where we're heading. Until then, we'll eat chicken and, and dance to Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I'll eat fake chicken and dance to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Only if I can wear Verdine White's blouses. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait for the Verdine White collection, collection at Kmart? At, no, at H&M. Are you being serious? No. Oh, okay. I was like really excited because I could get a, a poet blouse or Ooh, a pirate blouse. Yeah. I love it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, Michelle, let's talk about some Squarespace. Oh, you know I love me some Squarespace. There ain't nothing square about Squarespace, <laughs> honey. You're the square if you ain't using Squarespace. It is just brilliant. Everybody has a brand today. Yeah. And if you have a brand, you've got to have a place for people, consumers, people who are interested in what you're doing to go to find out what you're doing. Yeah. And it's super easy to do. And that's the thing. People have always been frightened off. Of, I don't know how to do this. What am yeah. I going to Not with Squarespace, honey. Making a website has never been easier. You can make a gorgeous website in minutes. In minutes. In minutes. Using their beautiful templates and, of course, our Dragon Death Drop platform. I love that. <laughs> no, this is on your own terms to your own specifications. Yeah. And it's just brilliant. When you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with offer code RUE. That's right. Go to squarespace.com, offer code RU. All right, we are back. And we're just talking about stuff with my girl, Michelle Vassar. That's me, cisgender you know. girl. <laughs> Is that how you're identifying? Well, I do identify as a cisgender heterosexual woman who has dabbled. So therefore, <laughs> therefore, I am under the queer umbrella. There's one of my favorite words, dabble. dabble. Yes. I like the word diddle, too. And it, it has, unfortunately, it's constantly used with diddling children like oh. pedophiles. But that's obviously not how I use it, yeah. obviously. Well, you know, but it's a fun word, diddle. Because remember when uh, T.S. Madison talked about dabbling in someone's but yeah, but that's Madison's gonna ruin that word for me. Well, but I because when I think of dabble, I can only think of dabbling in witchcraft. Yeah, dabbling in anything. I, I've dabbled. <laughs> I've pretty much dabbled in anything. Too. But see, but have you Except dabbled? See, I I can only I, I only associate the word dabble with witchcraft. Have you ever dabbled in witchcraft? I've dabbled in Scientology. Does that mean witchcraft? Well, not quite. Pretty close. Well, it's it's there's there are similarities. I have learned. Um, I've taken a course on Wicca. Okay. Um, but it didn't click. Yeah, I, I, I try every. Listen, I'm the girl that likes to try everything. If I read about it and I go, oh, this sounds interesting, I want to try it. Because yeah. how else would you know unless you try it? Well, I've dabbled in wicker furniture. Oh, me too. Before. Great patio furniture. <laughs> I've dabbled on the lanai with some wicker. <laughs> me too. I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of dabbling. Yeah. I think everybody should dabble in a I little bit. I think it's important to dabble. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important. Now, you you mentioned the Scientology. Now, um, have you been watching Leah's show? I have been watching Leah's show. And I was actually, you know, since we're very close, I've been in and out of her home when she was going through it. And to see, um, and I've known her since 2002. Right. Leah Rimini has a show on. on Scientology, The Aftermath on yes. A&E. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's life altering. And um seeing her go through it and the exhaustion. And, you know, we were sitting at her house one day and she actually said to me um, something like the, uh, to the effect of, 
I knew that it was bad, but I had no idea that it was this bad. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, well, the only reason you didn't know it was this bad is because you weren't looking for it. Right. You know, if you had known all along, I can guarantee you would have left years before. But it's a, that's a tall order to ask someone to deconstruct their belief system. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly why. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying from the outside looking in. I would see her. Um, I'd go to her house. I'd get off the air on the radio. Um, I'd go to her house for lunch or whatever. And we'd spend the day together. And she'd be in so much pain. She has allergies like you do. Mm-hmm. So horribly bad, though. Like Leah would be. She'd get sinus headaches. She couldn't even see. Like she'd be squinting. And I'd go, mm-hmm. take something. And she'd go, oh. I can't. Why not? Because I'm being audited. So you're telling me, Leah, you're being audited so you can't even take Tylenol. Yeah, I can't. Uh-huh. Because L. Ron Hubbard, you know, mandated that if you're being audited, you can't take anything that affects you, right. alters you in any way. Sure. So she's suffering just to be audited. So I'm like, Leah, pause the auditing. Yeah. Take care of yourself, you yeah. know. But that's not the way they were. But you can take it if you're not being audited? Correct. Okay. You can take it if you're not being audited. But when she was during auditing. So seeing her go through, I mean, I'm so proud of this girl. I am so, so proud. It's quite a feat. It is. And it's scary. And it's brave. And um, and it's ongoing. It's ongoing. And I've stood behind her. So her parents and everybody left as she left. They had no they choice. They had no choice. Because yeah. once she's declared a suppressive person, they you either disconnect yeah. and go on. Yeah. Or you're pushed out, you're kicked out as well. Sure. So it was a whole, she had the pressure of everybody in her family that, you know, she grew up in it, you know. Yeah. And it was, the pressure was on her. So when you were audited or when you were cleared or whatever. Correct. You, did she, was it at her suggestion? So when I entered Scientology, um, I met Leah and I said, I know you're a Scientologist. I've read so much about it. We all have. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? And she's like, she explained it, but she said, listen, if you want to know what it is, like if you wanted to go, if you wanted to know what Catholicism was, I'd say, come to a mass. Hmm. So she told me, come to the church and check it out and I'll bring you. And I said, okay, what, what is it going to hurt? Mm-hmm. So I went and they give you this little spiel in a nutshell. And I thought, hmm, this is different. This is weird, but um, this is my story, right? So I go to a mission with Leah and her mother and I meet these people and they explain the e-meter. They have mm-hmm. you hold the e-meter. And um, I thought it was really odd but the way they explained it was really cool too because they say think about a cat or a pet of yours dying and you hold the cans they look like soup cans and the meter starts going like this mm-hmm. so it shows say say so you obviously have a connection in your in your psyche sure to the animal dying fine so if you go clear we'll be able to help you get rid of all these things okay mm-hmm. how do i go clear well it's 975 dollars. this is what it was at the time for mm-hmm. you to go clear and i went oh I have a three-week-old baby. Um, mm-hmm. I can't pay $975 to go clear. And they gave me the spiel about how Jenna Elfman, when she first moved to Hollywood, had no money, so she borrowed a friend's credit card to go clear. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm so happy for Jenna Elfman. I'm mm-hmm. really happy that she went clear. I'm not going to be borrowing anybody's credit card. Mm-hmm. So that stopped there. And then I started on the low end of taking courses. This is my this is my journey in Scientology. Mm-hmm. I took some really great courses, Scientology Tech, up, Overcoming the Ups and Downs of Life, a friendship course, a parenting course. Great courses. They're like college courses. Sure. Each one costs something. Some were 120. One was like 80. The next one was the most I ever spent was like 500, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a lot for me. Then I started getting to the next course, which was going to be a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And I couldn't do it. So I stopped. And when I moved to New York City to do a radio gig with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Um, I went back to the Celebrity Center there. And I started in taking- In New York? In New York. Where's the one in New York? It's on 40, I want to say like 42nd or 40, 
Oh, right. Near you know. town, the town hall. Yeah. Yes. The, the 40 theater. something. Yeah. I think or 30 something. It's right. It's huge mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. So I started taking a course and I learned about something called the tone scale. I'm not sure what course it in, but it's probably the last course you could take without getting into something called the PTSSP course, which is teaches you about suppressive people. Mm-hmm. But that one went costed like $3,000 and I hadn't, I did not have the means to do that. Mm-hmm. But what I learned about the tone scale and this is where I quit forever and never went back. Mm. You learned about people and they're all on a scale of numbers. The lower, the worse. I think it's a two. If you're a two and above, you can go on in life. If you're under a two, you're just a terrible person. So I found out that homosexuality was um, like a 1.1 or something on the scale, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It was so low that they put homosexuality in with rapists, murderers, sexual perverts of any kind. And at that moment, I looked up and the instructor came over because if you yawn, if you blink, if you sneeze, they come over to say, what word didn't you understand? You need to go clear your word. Uh, Meaning if you read and you get tired, they think that that's because you don't understand a word, Mm -hmm. not just because you haven't slept (laughs) at all. And I woke up at two o'clock for morning radio. So I said, I looked up and he goes, what's wrong? And I said, this thing about this tone scale, this homosexuality thing, I don't agree with. And he was like, like they could not, except that I couldn't agree with what was written here. Right. So I left. I said, I'm leaving. And they were like, where, where are you Like, where are you going? I said, I'm done. I quit. I'm, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. And I called Leah and I told her my feelings and she totally validated them and said, I understand. And because she has gay friends, you mm-hmm. know, how, how does this go on when you don't feel they're not validated? And then some sure. people had said to me, what about... <clears throat> certain big name actors who are in Scientology and who are obviously homosexual. But I feel like these people are looked over because they make so much money for the church that it's just accepted as whatever it is, as long as they're not out. But to be fair, that's true of a lot of churches. It is. Oh, no, it's not just them. But that was, I'm just telling my story as to Mm -hmm. why I had to leave. Yeah. And at that point, it was so fundamentally wrong, which is another reason why I don't belong to a Christian church or Catholic church. I go with my kid for them to go. Lola wants to go on Christmas Eve and and Easter, but I don't believe with the fundamental belief that being homosexual is wrong. So therefore I'm not going to be accepted in many churches. There are some that accept all. And that's a church that I can get with and believe in and still pray and and do whatever, but stop judging people for who they are and the way they want to live their life. Now uh, you've, um, so uh, I quit. (laughs) Yeah. And you've heard of the agape church. Yes. Yeah. Which agape is great. That's my goal. I was going to say agave. That's something you'd put in. Very, yeah. yeah, Very sweet, sweet church. But yeah. yeah. Agape international. Fantastic. Michael Beckwith, I think his name is. Yes. He was the one in the secret and he runs the one in Los Angeles. Yes. And it's it's love all, and it's based on love, not Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, we're going to go to break, but you know, uh, you know, I was raised. My mother uh, was was raised Catholic mm-hmm. and wanted really? to be yeah wanted to be a nun when she was a kid. Aww. All that stuff knew the Bible backwards and frontwards. Is that a word? Yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> now it is. Yeah. Knows knew everything, but she oh she raised. Did she us. preach you in um, Bible terms and Psalms and and. And John three sixteen. She would quote the Bible. She would, but she would never. It was never in a way that was, um, uh, that was 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 judging. She was very open about it. She said that um, she's very clear. God, God's love is pure. Because you were a queer kid from the minute you were born. From day one. And she accepted who you were. Absolutely. Absolutely. So she didn't fall victim to the. If you don't live by this, you're going to die. Yeah, and no. and by the way, I do want to say, and this could probably ruffle feathers, 
the Bible's open to interpretation. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest story ever told, and we are led to believe that this story really happened. Right. I thought the greatest story ever told was when Whitney met Bobby. That was the second greatest story ever oh. told. The first one was when Jesus roamed the earth with us mortals. Yeah. Well, you know, she was, my mother was very, she she was totally against organized religion, though. Wasn't that weird? She was yeah. raised Catholic, loved the Bible, but was against organized I'm against organized religion in a sense that um, when there's money on the line, when it's all got to do with money and not got to do with the That's, spirit. That was her thing. Is yeah. that she, they thought, she thought they were all such hypocrites. Me too. That's my they point. they wanted 10% and they wanted this and they wanted that and they were all. Do you know that's why I left Kabbalah? Is that they wanted money? The tithing. Oh. I will give you money when I can give it, but for you to demand 10% of my earnings makes me go, damn it. Uh-huh. Why are you doing this? I was really getting into this. Yeah, right. I was really loving this. And now you're demanding that I give 10% of stuff that's barely keeping my family afloat in order to get better. And they would say, my Kabbalah teacher said to me, like, try it for one month and see what happens. I'm telling you, a miracle is going to happen. <laughs> that's, a pos- that's a Ponzi scheme right there. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the thing that gets me. Paying for a course if you want to do it, I get it. Sure. That's what you do in college. You do it anywhere. Why not? But it's when it starts getting into the tithing stuff that freak. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, why did you just ruin that moment? <laughs> I was rooting for you. Right. It's like when you're on a date with someone and all of a sudden they want they want you to pay up. For their services. And I understand. Yeah. Very Why? well. Why? Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Now, Michelle, I don't have to tell you. Today, Tix is the easiest way to buy last-minute Broadway and theater tickets at the best prices. This is revolutionary. Girl, now, it changed my life. It changed you. And you were the one who told me about yeah, it. Yep. I thank you every day for it. You can discover over 80 musicals, comedies, and dramas, and that is just in New York City alone. Hellier. It's uh, in so many cities. It's it is. brilliant. I use it in London. I know you go to San Francisco a lot. You can yeah. use it there. It's in LA, uh, DC, Chicago, Seattle, Philly. More cities are coming, and the reason um, I got so excited about it is because I never really understood, like, do you have to call the box office? Right. Do you have to go outside and wait online? Yeah. And it got so confusing, especially with technology. It was still confusing. It shouldn't have been. Yeah. And then Today Ticks came along. All you have to do is download the app in your, you know, your store there. Yeah. Today Ticks, T-I-X, you download it. And then you just pick the city you want at the top. There's like a little pin. And you pin the city that you want. It shows you, list you, boom, boom, boom. What night? Where do you want to sit? Yeah. Here's where it is. And then you meet the person outside and bam. And not only that, you get the insider access to all these exclusive offers. I'm talking tickets up to 50% off. It's amazing. I got to tell you, you used to be so difficult to get tickets, especially if you were, you know, you just got into town. And you thought, oh, what's on? You know, I would spend so much time on the telephone with some of those other ticket uh-huh. uh, brokers. Yep. And a lot of times I wouldn't even get the tickets because it was so crazy. Because it, it took you 50 million steps to get what you it want. It certainly did. That's not the case here with Today Ticks. It is revolutionary. Now, listen, if you'd like to use the offer code, you can get $20 off your first purchase with the offer code are you so download today ticks app for free right now on on uh, android or, or or what's the other one ios yes yeah that's the that's one. today ticks <laughs> or visit or, or visit todayticks.com and see what's playing this week and treat yourself to a show yeah 20 bucks off your first purchase with the offer code are you and i'm looking at the new york lineup right now you can go see our friend todrick and kinky boots while he's still there Ooh, yeah. for 45 bucks that's brilliant go see it now go to oh. today ticks wow so many great shows yeah We are back. Now, Michelle, you know, about three years ago when I redid the house here, 
um, I did not get cable TV, and I decided, well, I'll was watch. that your first time ever not getting cable TV? Yes, and I I decided I would, you know, I have cable down at the condo, which is where my office, and I get right. to watch Judge Judy there, and right. I get to uh, DVR certain things. But at the house, I thought, no, I'll do Netflix, and I'll do um, I'll do D- DVDs, and and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to get on to Netflix. And for some reason, it wouldn't go through. Because what do you mean of, it wouldn't go through? Well, my, my, I needed my password to do the this to my You don't Apple keep like a ID. list or have... I do. I think I do. But I haven't tried since then because it was not working. So I thought, screw it. I'm not going to uh-uh. do Netflix it. Netflix literally has revolutionized. I know. Revolutionized the way that we watch. You remember how it used to do with this, the DVDs? They'd send yes, them. Yes, they right. send them, right. And, and then, I, have a, I have a Netflix show coming on uh, sometime soon. I don't know Lady when. Boss? Lady Boss. Lady I pl- Boss. I play the, the neighbor in Lady Boss. Well, you need to figure it out. Yeah. Because I, listen, I watch it for so many reasons. Usually because I can get a lot of shows like the British shows. Right. And you're on airplanes, so you see it on your computer. Well, they have a new thing now. Netflix has a new thing. It sounds you like can, a commercial. No, no, no. Yeah. I know, but it's not. It's but not But you a can download shows to save for later. Normally you need an internet. Uh-huh. But now you can download them and store them so you don't need the internet. Right. I thought you could always do no, that. You couldn't. No. Oh, it was always on their server Correct. and you had to access it. Yes. I see. Now you could access it and download it. It's so freaking brilliant. Yeah. But um, I watch a lot of shows. I mean, I just got into Sons of Anarchy. That's where I'm watching Mad Men, all these mm-hmm. great shows that I'd never on seen Netflix. on Netflix. Do they have Murder, She Sat Down and She Wrote? I don't think Murder, She Wrote. There's a lot of stuff. Here's the thing. Yeah. As you know, because RuPaul's Drag Race does deals with Netflix as well, especially in the UK, and because their Netflix is different than our Netflix. Yeah. Um, uh, and people always write and saying, why is it season so-and-so? I, I don't know the rhyme or reason of why they do, Netflix does what they do. You don't know because you're probably not in, but there are different... De- Murder, She Wrote is on here, bitch. Oh, shit. Sign my ass it up It is on now. here. Let me tell you what seasons. 12 yeah. seasons. See, I have all the seasons on DVD, but sometimes I want to watch it on the airplane. They're all here. And How to Get Away with Murder, and Making of a Murderer, and Murder Math, and the Snowtown Murder. Ooh, this is turning into a commercial. Bitch, okay, but my- Those po- bitches better pay us. So, I know, we need to get them on board, hey, Alex. You t- tell them that bitches at Netflix, they better pay us, Alex. Okay, and what I really wanted to talk to you about was um, the get down, because- I want to see that. You know, Baz Luhrmann can direct anything, and I'm there. I know, I'm I buying know. a ticket, I'm front and center. I know, and, and, if, it, and if it has to do with KRS-One- Okay, now- Or Raekwon- No, he's not in it. KRS One's not in it, but you know is who it we- Raquan? Raquan. Raquan. Yes, yeah, Raquan. Yeah. Um, it's about um Grandmaster Flash. Uh huh. And all the Africa Bambata. Uh huh. Okay. Oh my God. Like, whew, let me breathe. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. The first episode took me a minute to get into it, and I was yeah. like, No, I can't do it. Uh-huh. I had so many people that my hip hop people uh-huh. texting me, going, Michelle, have you seen it? And I'm like, No. They're like, They're like, Michelle, this you need it's to- your series, girl. It is so it get it is so. Fucking good. And it's eight episodes? It is, yeah, it's not a lot. It is six episodes. Six? But it's going to come back with six more. Because it costs a lot of a money lot to of money. make. It's the, I think it's the most expensive show. They've ready, are you ready? 10 million an episode. Oh, really? Because I think Westworld was 16 an episode. Is that right, Alex? Was Westworld Yeah, but this is 16? the most expensive Netflix ever Netflix had. show. $120 million to make it. Right. I wonder if they made Tell their me. money back. Don't know, but it is. I can't. You I want to get. I'm going to see it. It is so good. The kid, the kid who plays Zeke, his name is Justice Smith. He is so good, and Jimmy Smith, of course, is amazing. Uh huh. It is so. It is so beautiful to look at. Jaden Smith is wonderful. It is so true, pure hip hop in the Bronx, uh-huh. like in the seventies, in the boogie down, uh-huh. in the brizzy. Uh huh. It is so. You guys, well, please. is it all CGI? How do they? How do they? 
tear down all those buildings. And Giancarlo Esposito, who's amazing. I live for him. He's I live so for him. good and he's so evil in this. Because he was um, evil in, in Breaking Bad, wasn't he? He's always evil. He's Oh, he's so good. I just, love him. He just got that face. Yeah. Um, He's just a really great actor, too. But it's really worth seeing. Because apparently um, they, they chronicle the beginnings of, of hip-hop. And my Correct. friend who saw and it. And the phasing out of the disco era into yes. a street. um uh Wiki, wiki. Scratching. Yes. Yeah. Because, okay, tell me, stop battles. me if I'm giving away too Crew much. Crew battles. Crew battles. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious, the Furious Five, the Funky Four Plus One More, all that shit. Because, okay, stop me if I'm giving away too much, but my friend told me that it all started the night of the 19, was it 78 or 77 blackouts? Blackout. Correct. Because, because the looting allowed young people to get the machinery and the turntables that is and correct. things that, is that they would never have been able to get if they didn't have the looting. They is were that right? hustling, bitch. They was hustling. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, it's got to So be- they got all this machinery and turntables as DJs would have. For the battle. And, and it, For the battle. Yes. And it started the whole hip hop movement. The whole crew hit mentality. Yeah. Africa Bambada's crew against Flash crew, you know, uh-huh. and then it goes on and on. Yeah. But it's, the music that I have such a deep-seated passion for, old-school hip-hop, when when it meant something really important to these kids on the street. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking away what it means now, yeah. but it's different now. Right. You know, um, we went through this whole gangster rap thing, and it's changed now. It, it's different. What it was back then was a, a means of importance, yeah. of making them feel like something. Yes. And a way to express themselves with their poetry, and it was just... Amazing, and it's it it's. I live for old school hip hop, and this embodies. We're talking like everything. the message. What was it? Correct. What, how yeah, the did the message, message go? Was this, it the, um? Uh, I can't remember any of the words. Um, the you're, message, talking about, you're talking about this the, is the message. <laughs> this is the message. Oh, yeah. Um, That's right, the one. That one. Uh, so you you highly recommend. I highly recommend. Down. What does the get down re- refer to? Is that the boogie down? The get, is down, the get down is no. The get down is like their um, battles. They're the get down. Oh, the get it's like down. the parties are the get down. Right. And then they have like disco and Lilius White plays the the, oh, the badass mama. Who's, she's like the boss. She's like the Don. Oh, I love her. Um, okay, so Netflix. I'm there. Um, uh, she's amazing. Lilius I'm going to get me some Netflix. It's just the problem with all this gorgeous TV and stuff that's on is like, how do you find that? You watch this stuff. How do you find the time to watch right, it? That's a you great You watch it on question. the airplane in the No, airports. I don't. No, I don't. I watch movies that are on the airplane because it's too much of a pain in the ass to pull out my computer, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So when I watch it is when I'm painting for shows. It takes me two hours to get ready. How can ready? you paint your face and watch a because show at the same your time? Sh- look, I'm going to set it up. Now, uh-huh. for people that are in radio land, what I'm doing is uh-huh. I'm putting my computer to the right of me yes. and my mirror is right here. Okay. So I'm doing this and I'm seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Uh-huh. It's not like the Golden Girls that I can have on. You don't even have to see it. Yeah. Because everything is, you could hear it. Yeah, and you've seen it like uh, each episode twenty five times. Correct. And if I see like on on watching something so visually stunning that Baz Luhrmann does whatever it does, mm-hmm. Strictly Ballroom, um, uh, uh, Romeo, Romeo and, and Juliet, Juliet, anything you can't Moulin Rouge, correct. The Great Gatsby, any of the moments you have to pause it and sometimes rewind because you'll miss. Yeah. But I can kind of get what's going on out of the corner of my eye. Notice we didn't mention the movie Australia. Listen, it was pretty. It was very pretty. And a few times, um, the boy from Oz took his shirt off. Yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. You know? And Nicole Kidman has some very pretty outfits in it. And skin. She and wigs. Pretty skin. Because don't nobody got the lace front game on lock 
like Nikki Kidman, BMX Bandits, Nikki Kidman. And can I sidebar this by saying when I was in London recently, I went to this the, where they shot Harry Potter, the movie, because, uh-huh. you know, I'm obsessed uh-huh. with Harry Potter. Yeah. I was actually able to go to it's outside of London. Um, my friend Anna drove me there. It was the most amazing experience. But my point in telling you this is they have the actual clothes that they wore, the actual wardrobe, the actual hair, the wigs. Rue, I have never seen movie lace before. Oh. I have never seen. They had um, Alan Rickman, who's my, you know, I'm Wait, obsessed. movie lace. So movie lace is different than theater lace, is different than drag queen lace, is different than Hollywood Boulevard So we're lace. talking lace front wigs. Correct. And this is something that's, it's a fine lace. Thousands and thousands of dollars. You can't even clock it. It is so fine. Ooh. So you know when you're watching a movie and you're going, wig, you uh-huh. know it's a wig, yeah. but you can't see the line. Yeah. And it's not them going in there with face tune. I thought that's what they do. No. They go in there and they tune it out. The lace is so fine. I can't even, it's like, it's like your hair fine. It is It's so, like a baby's pubic hair. Correct. Yeah. It's if like, a baby had. It's like cilia. You know, the monkey hair that they're born with. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Right, it's right. It's like that. And okay. it was amazing to see it because on the wig heads where they are in front of you, yeah. you can't even clock it and you're this close. It's What's amazing. the big English movie studio for years and years? It was it was the big movie studio in England where they did all of the um the James Bond movies and all the big English movies. It's, I've for, forgotten. I'm gonna look it up because I don't know. All right, so we'll take a break and we'll we'll come back with that information. Okay, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Squarespace is fantastic. It is helping so many people get their brand on by making a gorgeous website that people can go to, find out what they're doing, and doing it with ease. It's the new calling card. It really is the new calling card. Yeah. This is where people go to find out about you. That's it. And everything that you're trying to pitch to the world, honey, you put it out into the universe and you put it all on squarespace.com and you get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. That's pretty awesome. And it's pretty easy too. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Now we say this because it's important. Everybody gets freaked out at the thought of making their own website. I don't know what to do. I have no technological skills. You don't need them with squarespace.com. That's what's so amazing. It's so amazing because the templates are already there for you. Drop those templates. Drag and drop, girl. Drag and drop, girl. It is, you know, and the fact that you don't have to give your phone number to anybody, they can just find you on your website. Yeah, and I have an email too, you guys. Uh, We get, of of course, we get great emails at rupaulpodcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in about your Squarespace website. This one's from Ramon, and he says, my husband and I are longtime listeners of What's the Tea and took your advice on building a Squarespace. Um, it's easy to build. It's beautiful. A great platform to sell our postcards. And their website is monumentalpost.com. That's monumentalpost.com. They sell beautiful postcards featuring commissioned artwork on premium paper. And uh, Ramon says they are fierce, honey. They also <laughs> offer a service where they'll send your thoughts and ideas to the White House or Congress. Huh. And he says, I don't think we need to read a few. Uh, he says, I think we need to read a few politicians and tell them she done already done. Ha, hers. <laughs> Much love to you all from Monumental Post, and that's from Ramon and Oleg. Well, that's so perfect because this is exactly why Squarespace was created. Yeah. It's created so that creative people can have a platform to do their thing and have people find them. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, go to Squarespace immediately. If you need help with a, a website, go to Squarespace right now and use that offer code. Get 10% off by using offer code are you? And keep, it's just that simple. Sorry, baby. And keep sending those emails to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. That's RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. 
You know, uh, when we were uh, getting into the studio today, we, in, uh, in the parking garage and in the lobby, we saw Rob Ryan. But let's rewind it first, because okay. then you walked in, because uh-huh. I was waiting for you in the lobby. Yeah. And you're in the parking garage, I'm in the lobby. I see Rob Reiner walk by, and literally my jaw dropped because... Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh But then you walk in, I go, "Ah," and you knew exactly what I was going to say before I said it. You go, I know, I go, Meathead. And you're like, my first thought was Meathead. And that's of a certain generation because Rob Reiner was introduced to us all as the the son on All in, son-in-law on All in the Family. And Archie Bunker would call him Meathead. Meathead. So that's, I'm sure everyone who runs into him of a certain age, that's the first thought they think of. And my second thought, was uh, spinal uh, tap? It was spinal tap, but I was thinking someone younger than me, like you, would think Princess Bride. Um, no, I would think all in the family. I'm 48. Uh-huh. I think somebody in 38 might say Princess Bride. Okay. Um, he is so genius, and he directed Misery. He directed uh, Stand by Me. Is a Rob Reiner film. Princess Bride. When Harry Met Sally. Harry Met Sally. Stand by Me. A few good men, uh-huh. um, genius. But it got you and I to talking. Um, my favorite sitcom of all time, and I am sitcom whore. I have I watched. I never knew that that was your favorite sitcom. I, I'm I'm almost positive I've told you a million times. I don't before. think so. Yeah, All in the Family is my number one sitcom of all time. Uh-huh. Not because of the brilliance of Norman Lear. Um, that's just a little part of it. Yeah. Um, Carol O'Connor was and Maureen State was Jean Stapleton. Jean Stapleton. Jean Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Um, Sally Struthers, just also the lower middle class living, the worker class, the risks. It 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 pushed every single envelope there was to push. Mm-hmm. Everyone, cross-dressing, uh, gay, yeah. black, yeah. interracial, everything yeah. there was to be pushed was pushed. And he was a racist with a heart of gold, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Carol O'Connor. Right. And I think it, it hits close to home because my dad is was kind of that guy, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. He's changed a lot, but it was kind of that feeling of being home yeah. with all in the family. And it's my favorite sitcom of all that time. That is crazy. I don't think I knew that. Because, I mean, I loved that show when it was out, but I wouldn't say it was a favorite. It was it was an important show. Agreed. It wasn't something that I would think of my favorite. When I think of my favorite, I think of, of Golden Girls. That's my, my number favorite. two. Because I can watch it. Any time, and I do Agreed. every day, anytime, and it's still good and, and brilliant. Rev, I can't say that word. Relevant, relevant. Uh, I can't say benevolent either. Did you I say just it right? Did. You just okay, did, all right. Yeah. Uh, I can't say stig- stigma. You just did. Okay, there. Well, I'm doing very See, good. So you can. I can. I certainly can. Uh, the audacity of of hope is right here in the studio. Uh, <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. So, but when I think of so, others, name top three. Okay. Golden Girls. Correct. Um, I would have to say um, Sanford and Son. Oh, it's a great one. <laughs> because of memories. I remember we didn't have a TV in my- You big dummy. My mother uh, and my sister and I would go around the block to friend's house, to her friend's house, to watch Sanford and Son. Because we didn't have a TV. And they had, and it was such a phenomenon. Oh my God, was it ever. At that time. Was it ever. And um, Red Fox. A third sitcom- a third, I, I'm going to have to say Good Times. Another great one. I'm going to have to say Good Times. Yeah. Another Norman, Norman Lear. Lear. Yeah. All three, all, wait. Okay, wait. All in the Family. All in the Family, Good Times, and Sanford and Son were all Norman Lear. Sanford and Son was Norman Lear? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was. Oh, my God. Because, um. Uh, Maud. 
Maude would have to be my One fourth. One of the best. And that's that's a spinoff. Uh, the Jeffersons? Uh, the sp- the Jeffersons is a spinoff of All in the Family. Correct. Maude is a spinoff of All in the Family. Correct. Because um, uh, do you remember when she was on there? Yes, yeah. I do. And then... Um, Soap was another great one. Oh, Soap, another. yes. Talk about irreverent. And that's and that's the same people who did um, Golden Girls. Yes. To, and it was that same irreverent... Uh, Car- no, that's not Carsey Warner. No, it's... Um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's I mean... It's Thomas... It's Wit... Junger Thomas. Yes, Wit. Younger. Wit. Th- Junger. <laughs> Junger. Junger Thomas Wit. Yes. Yeah. Because the Thomas is Tony Thomas, who is Danny Thomas's son. And I loved Empty Nest also. That's another, that's another one. Junger spin-off. Wit. Yep. Thomas Wit. Whatever it was. Yes. But, but for me, my top three went All in the Family, Golden Girls, Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne. Those are my top three. Now, there were a million that I loved. I mean, give me a break. For, for give me with, a break. With, with Nell Carter. And I do you remember that. Double Trouble that would come on after? I don't know that That was one. the twin girls. The, the, the Doubleman twins? Yes. They had their own show. Double Trouble. And right, was that right after the Manifuscos or, or the Torkelsons? I loved the Torkelsons. That's where we first got to know Brittany Murphy uh-huh. on the Torkelsons. Yeah. Yeah. So all, there's a lot of weird sitcoms that people... Don't talk like just the ten of us. Like all these great shows. Was that a sitcom? No, that was an hour drama. No, wasn't. just the ten of us. No, that's not. That was eight is enough. Well, just the ten of us was a sitcom of the ten the, the kids that lived in Lubbock, Texas. Uh huh. Um. Oh, I'm thinking of the. Uh, I'm thinking of the show with um the guy from the Shield. What was Michael Chiklis? Yeah. What was that show he did? Um. The the commander. The um. No. The um. Ten in charge. No. Uh. Not Charles in. <laughs> no, not Charles in charge. But um, yeah. the guy kind of looked like him a little bit, only with the little side hair, uh-huh. you know, with Michael right. Chiklis. Yeah, I just okay. remember him from The Shield. Okay. He's done a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of those old sitcoms. I loved sitcoms. Yeah. I love that. I loved everything. Like, I loved Step by Step, um, Valerie's Family. I loved, because it was Rhoda, of course. Yeah. I mean, I loved Well, so okay, much. so Well, okay, so now we're getting deep in there because... Um, I loved the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, of course. That was brilliant. Do you remember Hello, Larry? I do remember Hello, Larry with uh, um, Kim Nichols, Richards. Mi- Mikkel, uh, uh, McLean Stevenson. Yes, I loved Hello, Hello Larry. Larry. And then uh, Dear John, Dear oh, John right. with Judd Hirsch. Yes, Judd Hirsch. Um, I loved, um, I just thought of one, but I just forgot about it. But you know what's, I, oh, Bewitched. The problem oh, with Bewitched yes. now, though, is that that laugh track is ridiculous. It, well, when you watch it. Yeah. It ruins it today. Yeah. But it's a, such an important show because it's the story of an ascended, of, of a spiritual being trying to dumb down to fit into uh, everyday life with people who are, she's smarter than everybody, but she has, but for the, she wants to, the love of this man. So she's willing to dumb herself down to try to fit in. Isn't that something that's uh How about that? Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that uh, prophetic? Is that how you say that word? Prophetic, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's and it's an important show. Um unfortunately the laugh track makes it impossible I, yeah, to I don't, watch. But that was the thing back then, you yeah. know. And they it wasn't necessary, but I think it just got really expensive, didn't it, to film in front of a live audience, so they had to do the laugh track. Well, I think people need a need a guidance as to when to laugh. I think people are are lemmings and and you know, they don't find the funny in the places um, that they're supposed to find. The well, funny. that that they that they don't have you don't have to find it in the place that it's supposed to be. It's just find it where you can. Yeah. 
But the laugh tracks were terrible. Yeah, I know they do it. But there's so many sitcoms like that. And then seeing seeing Rob Reiner was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, you know, it'd be fun to do a, a sitcom, although the, the genre has changed, changed. so much. Yeah. Uh, but how do you do it? How do you do a single camera where it's... um. Because those all those shows were three camera shows, right? But but people, well, three people like to do what they call a multi camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people tend to like to do those more than, and from what I'm hearing from my my working actor friends, they prefer that is because it's much quicker. Because oh, the to single, do it in front of an audience, yes, yeah. The single camera shows take so long to get every. Think about it, you have to do the same scene, yeah all these different ways to get every angle covered. Yeah, but which I don't mind because a lot of times I don't know my lines. Right. And, and <laughs> by the you. time the camera turns around to me, I've done the scene already five times. Right, right. No, you know? I don't disagree with that. But I think that there's a that lost art of the sitcom. I'm hoping it's going to come back because I feel like, um, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I feel like reality TV has now run its course and there's, you know, basically we're looking at, at scraping the bottom of the barrel. There's nothing left to do People in reality. said that 10 years ago. Yes, but it's been going for 20 years now, however mm. long it's been going. It's been going for, think about the Osbournes. That's like 20 years ago. Was it? On Real World. That's like 20 years well, ago. Well, because the first real uh, uh, reality show, I mean, yeah, sure, there were the court shows and stuff, but the real well, first one was Cops. Cops was the first. True, but really- if you want to talk about reality as far as the way we know it now the first one first real world number one was 1992 all glocks down i'm saying have a have a b right yep so if you're going back that far that was the real one that captured the world yeah you know what i mean that was the one that was like oh my god and that's where it all started so for me if it's been going on this long there's you're talking about mud fishing and and these shows that just make ice truckers. What are you? Where are we going? Alaskan bear hunters. That's it. There's nothing left. Loggers. Uh, nothing <laughs> left. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I'm hoping. And and also what I'm seeing, and you know this is to be true, is these big big actors are now coming to TV shows, not terrestrial TV shows, but like Netflix and HBO, yeah. and that would never have happened ten years ago. That's true. This is the second golden age of TV. I know that Julia Roberts is coming to a limited series. You That's know? what I mean. That never would have happened. I saw a billboard on Sunset for like Nicole Kidman and yeah, Little Big Lies. Yes, and, and that's HBO. on. Yes, Big Little Lies. Whatever coming. it is. Yeah. So the point is. These huge movie stars, movie stars, not mm-hmm. just movie actors, stars, Academy Award winners are now doing small screen stuff. So all talk about all glocks down. All bets are off. Well, that's because the stories are there, you know, to go into a movie theater, you know, the only thing they want to book films in their movie theaters that are going to make money and who makes money for the movie theaters are 14 year old boys. So you're going to get a lot of Marvel comic book yes. movies. And yes. I, I really don't care. Although I did watch some screeners of them and I enjoyed them. Um, but um, I'm not going to go see them. They're eye They're not, you're not going to yeah. be moved by them. Where right. It's like, you know, when you watch a movie with one of the best actors, Tom Hanks, like you're going to be moved by anything that guy does. He's yeah. so good at everything that he does. So good. Yeah. So good. He's like the epitome of an actor. What was our other thing? I wanted to ask you about something else. What was it? Um, was it uh, nose hair? <laughs> Should we talk about nose hair? Why not? Okay. So I saw a tweet recently <laughs> about you giving advice for a gift of a nose trimmer. Yeah. Nose hair trimmer, not a yeah. nose trimmer. That's yeah. something else. That's something else. Yeah. And then you said with it, that plucking your nose hairs could be dangerous. Yeah. Explain. Well, when you when you take the follicle out of your nose hair, mm-hmm. um, it can get 
um, bacteria can get in there. But that could be anywhere. I think it's the idea that it's inside of your body and that it's so close to your brain. I think that is why. Because in your sinus cavity up in there? I I guess so. I I don't know. I'm I'm not a doctor Uh and I've never played one on television. But you'd like to. Actually, I've played a doctor on TV. Have you? Which yeah. where? I'm I'm in an HBO it's it's um okay. It's an HBO series called Animals. Okay. That is an animated show. Okay. It's an animated show, but they do they did oh, one live the, action show. Was it the clay one or it's actual animation? It's actual animation. It's not the clay one where the, all the celebrities voiced. No. Okay. No. Is that Bojack Horseman? Um No. No, it was called Animals, I thought. No, this is something about animals, and I don't. Should I be even talking about this? I don't think they would mind. Right? No, if why would they mind? I don't know. Maybe they want to surprise and say that I'm going to be on this show. So, is it a new show? This is the second season. Okay, and I play a doctor on it. So you've played a doctor. on I TV. have played a doctor on TV. Well, so there, there you there go. We have it. Okay. Um. <laughs> so the nose hair trimmer. Take because listen. The other day, <laughs> I was doing a show and I was looking in my mirror and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to pluck this hair out." Uh-huh. And I went to pluck it, and you would have thought, "Yeah, that somebody just broke my nose." Sure. And I didn't even get it. Oh. And I was like, "Nope, done. Yeah. I'm leaving it." Well, true confessions. I do still pluck the nose hairs, but I do have a nose trimmer, yeah. which are a great gift. And you just stick that thing up there, and it does its duty and it's great especially if you're working in hd television honey everything shows up and you have to check everything that you never would have checked yeah i was you have to check nose hairs make sure that there's no bats in the cage yes a food in the teeth no food in the teeth you got to make sure no eye boogers earwax like because they all up in your mug in it yeah all up in your pores i was watching a real housewives don't ask don't judge uh atlanta and um, that's by the way the only one to watch yeah well it's oh god it was so um. Uh. And there was a scene with um one of the I'm not going to say who one of the girls who I'm not really that fond of, but I love watching them. The producers make a fool out of uh-huh. her. I shouldn't have said that because that gives people the idea. You actually she was making a fool out herself. You know, and they just went with it. And they went with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, they didn't take it out. They didn't take it out <laughs> exactly. And uh, watching uh, her self destruct is what you're yes. watching her do. And so um she had a little um visitor in her nose, mm-hmm. and I kind of. Felt bad about relishing in the fact that that was what was happening. <laughs> but you didn't feel that bad. I didn't feel that bad. No, because we've all been there. I mean, I've seen pictures of me. Um, I do this thing that my dad, uh, I went on the drag cruise recently and mm. I brought my dad with me to Greece and to Italy and he brought pictures that he had at. And I realize now, because I told the story about my, you know, my dad only has one eye mm-hmm. because he was born prematurely and all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, he's got glaucoma in his good eye. Mm-hmm. But I realized I felt bad for him now and, and he's doing well, he could see. But growing up, he was just a really shitty photographer. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I have that man chronicling my career. Uh-huh. And he brought me about seven envelopes of pictures how we used to get them developed yeah and 98 percent of them were pictures of my feet <laughs> performing on stage <laughs> i'm not exaggerating so when i do my one woman show i'm going to incorporate the slideshow oh my god that's going to be brilliant hilarious i love it remember last night you know uh we were in the lobby after we saw this show Merrily, M- yeah. michelle and i and you know some people wanted to take a picture and i'm i get very bossy when yeah. people want to take pictures because well, I get bossy because I, 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 first of all, um, let's get it, let's get it popping. Don't waste all this time. Everybody's got a 
damn, damn camera. Story. They also have a story. Everybody's got a damn yeah. camera, but nobody knows how to take a picture. No. So what I do is I say, okay, who's taking it? Okay, you stand right there because it's like, find the light. That's um, why I was trying to help because it was like, hold it high, find hold, the light. But Hold but, it but, high. Rue, you got to understand. The layperson has no idea. But why? They have a phone. If it's raining, you know how to step under a, 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 a umbrella. You know how no. to step mm-hmm. underneath some... No, some... you're talking about common sense versus technolog- technological common sense. I d- because think about the average person. They don't know how to take a photograph and take it well. So so what happens is these meet and greets. Let's use this for an example. Okay. We are in the dark and they're not using a flash. Right. So I say to them, do you actually want to see me? Uh-huh. Did you want to say, oh, I, I met Michelle? Yes. Then why are you not putting the flash exactly. on? And exactly. don't trust auto because auto is a liar. It's, auto is a liar. They, auto lies to your face. You push auto and they're like, fuck you. No. 911 is a lie. 911 is a joke. It's a joke. And, and auto is, is a, a liar. liar. Yes. It lies to your face, yes, bitch. And the devil is a liar. So you need to push on and you need to hit that flash. So the average person doesn't know that Why this, not? this right Why down not? here, what I'm doing is holding my phone down. Yeah. This is not a good angle. What, what, not even for a 22-year-old. Why, why, why don't they know that? Because they don't. You have a phone in your pocket. No. Everybody's got a no. damn phone. They don't know. So you do get bossy, but sometimes I get bossy and they I, need I, to I, learn. I say, give us a one, two, three. Put the flash on. Yes. Um, stand over there. The Hold light is up. coming at, at us this way. Yes. And, and then they want to take several pictures. Like, bitch, I got shit to do. <laughs> Don't be taking several pictures. Do you have it? Did you get it? Got it. Well, let's get fucking, let's get it going. But they're also scared of you. They're also. Get, they should be scared of me, Michelle. Oh, true. They should be respect my, they should <laughs> respect my black ass. True. And they should be scared of me. But they're talking to their hero. Yeah, but, but but have some damn respect. Yeah. If you you, you <laughs> don't talk to, your, to learn how to use your camera. You don't talk to your damn dog like that. No. You don't you don't interrupt your dog when it's you know it's a like, dinner. You know, let it mm. fucking do its thing. Yeah. And oh, child. they don't know how. I know it's. And listen, I'm saying this stuff on on the air like this. People aren't going to understand. They're going to no. say, "Oh, you should be lucky that people want to take your picture." It's not that you're picture. not. Well, hold on. I will defend you here and say, it's not that you're not lucky. It's that. Time is ticking when you could be getting this great picture and you could, or if you just want to say something, then say something. But you don't have to say but, something. But my, and then, yes, but yeah. my thing, it's not even that. It's my thing is learn how to take a damn picture. You have a phone. You know how to dial a phone. You know, to make a phone call. No. Do it. Honey. This is the thing. There are only two pictures to take in composition. Learn how to compose a picture. Uh-huh. There's a head and shoulder picture or there's where you have to get, or a full length. Yeah. A head and shoulder picture, you have to get. The, the the bottom of Sternum. the deck yeah the yeah. decolletage right under your tits right under your tits yeah that's head and shoulders and you have to get the top of the hair if you're doing a full length picture do not cut the feet off correct you have to get the full length in it's, it takes a, a split second to go composition full length feet top of head I mean you know get the whole hair and all that in there that's one yeah, but two is head and shoulders people don't get that but why not but what's you, wrong yes. Look at the world and you're what's wrong. Yeah. yeah. People don't understand that. So sometimes patience is the key here. Cause I've had to say, how about you give me the camera? And I'll Oh, that's it. what I do now. Yeah. It's just that's easier. what I do. It's, you know what? I have long arms. Give it yes. to me. You I'll won't take get one frustrated. Picture, done. I'm correct. out the dough. And then you're in charge. I'm in charge. So that's the smart move. Yeah. So um, Dad, can you take a picture? Actually, no, let me no. grab it. That's no. what you need to do. And then they have me standing there for a lot. Did you take, give us a one, two, three. Do that cost extra? They don't understand one, two, threes. Yeah. I've had people that run, that are 
camera people yeah. take a picture and they don't give me a one, two, three. It's like, right. you do this for a living. Yeah. You got to help us. You want me to hold my, my smile, right. my fake ass <laughs> smile for, <laughs> you know, bitch, please. Listen, I'm grateful for every picture I take, but I have seen so many hideous pictures. Horrible. And the, and the older I get, the worse they get. Horrible. So there is a right way and a wrong way to take pictures, guys. And there should be, I bet you if you go on YouTube, there's probably tutorials on how to take a good picture and selfie. Honey, if you, you can graduate the sixth grade, yeah. you should know how to damn yeah. take a picture. Well, uh, Sunday in the Park with George, composition. It's learning. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that creative um, mind at reach. They really yeah. don't. So patience, well, I darling. Guess so. Patience. I mean, I, you know, I guess. I, they lo- And they're also really nervous because they come to me shaking as if I'm Madonna. You know, literally. Oh, my God. So I can imagine... What they're feeling like seeing you, who's really moved many mountains well, to get to you, where well, you are. That's, well, that, well, that's Think the person that. I'm taking the picture with. But the per- person taking oh, the picture. Like their parent or their or friend someone, or their lover. And yeah. first of all, they're fiddling with, how do I turn this on? It's like, bitch. They don't know. You know what, bitch? They don't come prepared. So the flash isn't on. The camera's not on. They'll go, oh, my God, I'm out of memory. I have too many dick pics. So you got to, <laughs> there's all that. Yeah, there's all that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. But it is no. funny to watch somebody kind of fumble with it to me. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you did now, it before me. What? Yeah, you had to. Now, we wanted to. There was something else I wanted to ask you about, and you had it written on your phone. Um, I had the bug queen. What's the bug queen? Um, you told me I was the queen of oh, bugs. Oh, right, and right, I right. There's the it. queen of bugs. Right. But first of all, let me just finish up, you know, the... Um, the nose clipper. Nose hair clipper. Any kind you can, in particular? You, you, I, I, I like the, um, what's it? I'm seeing a, it's not. Clarisonic. Cool. It's wall. 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 They do the best. They're also great hair clippers. Yes. Yeah. Wall. And you can get them on Amazon. I got to shave my husband's neck with that. Yeah. You can get them on Amazon. <laughs> and they, they're good for ear hair too, because once you get to a certain, I had a lot of ear hair electrolysized years ago. So electrolysis is the predecessor to laser, mm-hmm. but electrolysis is more painful, isn't it? It's painful. That's a relative term. Yes, it's painful. Because um, you did your whole face, didn't you? I did all, most of my face, except my goatee. Do you, do you still ever, I've never, I haven't seen you rock a goatee in years. Yeah, well, it's all white, by the way. Yeah, but how sexy is that? Well, you know, if you're playing in some Harry Potter movie, perhaps. Uh, as Gandalf gumbed, the gay. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. But um, electrolysis gets the root of the, um, you know, the root. Well, doesn't laser too? Um, or no? It, it, laser does. Laser is not a, a, an absolute science. What's the term? It's not a um, blank Com- science. Complete? What's it? No, it's a different term. It's not a um, something. Anyway, uh, it, but you have to have black hair for correct. the laser to That work. is correct. And um, I got a lot of the- um, Things have changed. Yes. <laughs> Years have, have come changed. upon so us. So I may even be calling that electrolysis lady back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It costs- it cost, Do uh, people still do it? I think they do. People are still trained in doing- Well, because you know what? Electrolysis will-, will Kill that follicle like dead. dead. But how many treatments do you need? Is it the same? Like you need multi treatments, like you do for? Oh hell yes, you do. It took me years to get all of this on my face. All of this took years. Back then, it was like sixty bucks uh, an hour. Do you? St- and how many hours would you have to do it? I ended up paying about twelve thousand dollars over the course of. You're uh, kidding, right? A few years. Is it because your hair, being a man of color, is co- more coarse than? Or it's no. possible. It's mm. possible, but that's what it took to to kill that shit. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't. You didn't do it all at once, so it didn't, wasn't like, "Ouch, this is hurting my my wallet." No, was no. It? Uh, or did no, you feel no. it back then? Hurting my wallet. Yeah, or meaning my twelve thousand dollars is a lot of money. 
So back then, when you weren't the Rue that you are today, when you started, you oh, started no, a I, long time no, ago. No, no, no. I started, I started, um, I think in 2000, maybe. I remember a long ass time ago, because I remember you going. I think in 2000. Yeah. But, you know, um, I had the money. It was, um, and I would, you know, I have a high tolerance for pain. And so do I. But I didn't realize that people still do electrolysis. No, I, I would fall asleep on the chair, on the table. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I would fall asleep and she'd be sticking that needle, needle in my... Uh, watch yourself. Did I... <laughs> that's your ass. You better watch, don't play me. Uh, you better watch yourself. She would be sticking that needle in my face and Is I'd be needle? snoring. It's a needle, yeah. So I am I can kind of do that with tattoos at this point too. I can uh-huh. relax myself. Do tattoos hurt? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it depends where you get them. Yeah. But oh yeah, they hurt. I would think it's close to being... Tattooed. Maybe yeah. it's the same idea. Yeah, because you stick a needle into the hair follicle at the root and, burn and you zap it. and With electricity. With which electricity. Burns it. Yeah. And eventually that that follicle will die. Oh, my God. Oh but there are God. three cycles of hair growth. Um, and I can't remember the name of them. Uh, uh, I think it's Ricky, Bobby. Um, uh, Mike. And Mike. Yeah. And, uh, or Belle, Biv, and DeVoe. One of those. And you have to get all three of those cycles over the of, of several different... I didn't even know. I thought you'd just go in there and kill it. Like, I had laser... Now, here's the thing. I don't know if this happens with electrolysis, but with laser, I had to have... I got, did my armpits, yeah. and I did six sessions, and there's still some stragglers. Yeah. Stragglers. So I'm talking maybe, I don't know, three, five in, right. in each pit. But I still have to shave them now, so I need... Obviously, I need another treatment, but I bought that home laser. Oh. Laser. And oh, the no-no or the oh-no? No, I not the no-no. I bought uh-huh. the TRIA, the same person that does the... This one. Uh-huh. So they do a hair removal one. They do a face lift tightening one. Sure. And um, and they do a zit and acne one. Uh-huh. So um, I bought it to do it at home for my daughters. But right. now Lily, being Lily, has decided she doesn't want to shave anymore. Right. And she bought Birkenstock. So I think we're heading to Lilith Fair. Okay. Well, you better start making some granola Indigo at home. girls. Yes. yes. I love it. It's hilarious. Okay. All right. It All is right. what it is, kiddo. So, right. So there, what was the other thing? on? The, oh, the Bug Queen. You yes. went to Chicago again. I went Because, listen, Chicago is very good to me. Very, It's been very good to me my whole yes. Career, yeah. but you keep going to these hotels where there are little crawly creep, creepy okay. callers. I, I go to the hotel they put me up in because that's the one the club has to deal with, and the hotel in itself is fine. It's cute. Right. It's got a gym. It's it's convenient. It's in Boys Town. It's right around the corner. But this last time I went, the one when I texted you, mm-hmm. they had two of them, not just one but two, because one was in the bathtub. I had to call help at the front desk and he came and got it and killed it or whatever. And you're then not going to kill it yourself. I can't, no way. Because you're afraid of these it things. It scurries. You're afraid of all bugs? I'm not even going to say it because I don't want anybody to hold anything against okay, me. Okay, right. But what I am going to say is that they're, I found out by tweeting a picture of it, all Chicagoans responded and said, oh my God, they're the bane, they're like cockroaches are in New York City mm-hmm. and they're called house centipedes. Mm-hmm. They have- I have those at my house. You, well, there's a hundred legs obviously because it's a centipede. So much yeah, right. yeah. It's I've fuzzy. It's they're fuzzy. like silver- no, not a silverfish. Yeah. A house centipede. I've seen those. No, I've seen them at, I've seen them in my bathroom. Okay. I've never seen them in here. Um, they were very common there. And then I came home from the gig that night and it scurried right across, like right back really close to my feet. So I threw a towel over it and stomped up and down myself. I did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I texted you, you're like, girl. Oh, you threw a towel down and you stomped on it? Correct. Did you get it? I think so, because okay. nothing scurried out. Right. So then I was like, next time I'm going to ask not to stay on the ground floor, because I felt like this had something to do with it. Mm. So flash forward to a couple days ago where I'm staying at a different hotel in, in Chicago called City Suites or something, hmm. City Hotel, whatever it was. And I'm so excited because it's post-show and there's a bathtub. Mm. And there's never bathtubs in our hotel. It's my mm. favorite thing, because so many kids from Lush give us bath bombs. Yeah. Well, it just so happens that I had used my last one and I all I could do was put some of my little soap that I used to wash my body in for bubbles. Mm-hmm. AKA the water was clear mm-hmm. and there was nothing in the tub. I rinsed, I rinsed, always wash the tub before I get in it because who knows if those girls mm-hmm. really clean the tub. Mm-hmm. Fill it up. I get in this hot bath. It's lovely. I start um, reading a book and then I turn more hot water on. All of a sudden I look down. What's in the tub? A fucking house centipede on the fourth floor. It came through the pipe, I think. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think it was alive when I took a picture. It was just like, so Mm -hmm. I think it, they're following me. So then what do I do? I take a picture and I text you. Mm -hmm. And your response is, girl, I think they're trying to tell you that you're their queen. Embrace it. And I said to you, I don't want to embrace them. I don't want to embrace the bugs. Embrace the bugs. They follow you everywhere. They clearly see you as their queen. (laughs) I don't want to be their queen. I don't want to face them. Michelle, it is your destiny. And I can't. No, it's not. You cannot cannot abdicate the crown. You are the queen of bugs. I revoke it. (laughs) I don't want it. Somebody else can have it. It does not belong to me. Unbelievable. What you're telling me is you're abdicating the crown. I'm abdicating the crown. My body repels the bug queen crown. I don't want it. Give it to somebody else. But it was unreal that these things are following me. Any Chicagoans out there, you completely understand. Why don't you just, want every time you check in, why don't you check in with some bug spray? Because I can't spray bug spray on a bug. Okay, so you, you have an issue with the bugs, but you cannot kill the bugs. I can't kill it. I can't uh. look at it in its fuzzy little face and then spray it to death. Right. You know, there is a, you know, uh, you know there is a cycle of life. Yes, there is. There is a, a, a hierarchy I learned that from whether, Elton John. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not or say, oh, I'm a higher being, great, that's fine. Um, but, you know, in nature, uh, big fish eat little fish. It's not, yes, it's not yes. personal. I know. It's just the way it it's is. It's just drag. Yeah. And, yeah. and listen, if you don't want to eat uh, bugs, fine. Yeah. And people do eat bugs. Sure. Uh, but, you know, we we know them to not be food in this country. And in other countries, they look at us and be like, what, are you crazy? Right. That's this a is good the meal easiest there. source of. Yes. It's like a lobster walked right into your room. And just pl- <laughs> plopped itself in your bathtub. <laughs> and I ran out of that water so fast yeah. that I could have, like, I really could have. Oh, you could myself. have hurt yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. it was slippery. And I just, I was so freaked out. Yeah. You know, but whatever. I'm. You know, the bugs don't don't bother me. Um, uh, I have an At issue. All? No. I have an issue with um rats. Yes, we know that. Rats? By the way, that's the rat hotel, too, where I'm staying. Is that's it? That's the same hotel. You didn't want to say their name. Should we no, blank no, out their name? I can't because they're they're really sweet and they're good. Oh, should we blank I'll say out it, their I'll name? I'll say it. I'll say it. No, it's... no, 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 no. We don't want to get... Holla. Holla. Okay. All right. We won't say their name. Because you know me. I don't give a shit. They have... But so there are rats there? Rats. Not in the hotel. That's the one where they're having the little rat fucking rave in the front yard. So when I was leaving... no. It was in the summer. I'm not sure it'll be the same in the winter. Yeah. So, Alex, we're going to have to cut out the, the name of the hotel from earlier With the that bugs? she said. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll cut their name out. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway. I just name checked that bitch. Well, you know, th- that's nature. 
that's nature. That's how. That's where we are. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah, it is. And uh, while and not all places in 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 New York have. Ro- I don't have roaches in my house in, in New um, York. I did not in my apartment. My last one that I lived in. But when I was when I lived, um, I can't say the name of it. No. Okay. When no. I lived in a certain famous hotel, it used to be my dormitory. Uh huh. Um, we had roaches everywhere. The lights yeah. would go on. But I tell you what, those combat little discs uh-huh. gone. They Overnight, yeah. gone. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they do not. They don't show up dead. They're just not there. Yeah, they work. Right, those little not roach motel, the combat. Yes, yes, that I, works. I remember those. When I was in the East Village, there were there were roaches, but that was the only that was the only place. I mean, they're gross, but they don't. I don't know. They don't freak me out in a yeah. way that well, the other bugs do. Yeah. All right. So, what else did you want to talk? We we're we're about ready to close up yeah, shop. Here. Yeah, we are ready to close yeah. up shop, girl. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that um, the big news here is is it's important to keep the faith. Um, and this is another non sequitur. I just want people to to um, whether to keep... it's bugs, facial hair, whatever we could tie it all <laughs> the, together. The boogie down Bronx, the Bronx, whatever it is, <laughs> we just got to keep the faith. That's right. Keep the faith and know that there are friends out there for you. There are people who are your tribe. Find your tribe. And even now if, more than ever, baby. Now more than ever. And even if your tribe is a damn bunch of roaches. And house centipedes. And house centipedes. Girl, I'll house centipede you. <laughs> <laughs> You're in my hut now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Unreal. All right, Michelle. Well, All right, until baby. next time. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.